0: Welcome to the Data Stack Show prequel. We started out a couple of weeks ago recording debriefs where Costas and I would just go back and forth talking about the show that we just recorded and some of the ideas that the guests brought up. We thought it would be great to actually publish these before the upcoming show to give you a preview of what we're going to talk about. So, we just recorded an episode with the head of product from Matillion, and it was really, really interesting. I think Costas You built an ETL company. And I'm interested in your take on ETL versus ELT. And I'll give a little teaser from the show. Our guest said that ELT should never, no, ETL should never have existed, (laughs) which was a pretty strong statement, especially considering sort of the, the landscape of the market. But what's your take as the founder? Of of an ETR company,
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's a very interesting conversation that we had on this topic, and I think what is like really, really important for people like to understand and like keep from this conversation is that ELT at the end is like it's it's an architecture, right? It's like how you architect um, your data infrastructure, let's say. So some things might also like look especially like in the future as we move closer like to the this data cloud platform or whatever like how uh, we want to call it it will become much more like transparent in a way so and you can see that like especially i mean we keep saying that like we first load the data on the data warehouse and like then we do the transformations but when we move like to a data lake architecture then things like become a little bit like different, but again, it's like the idea of like loading the data on S3 and then run like some kind of process to transform the data. And based on that, like you can tell that like all the things that like people were doing like in the past with Databricks and doing ETL from there, it was actually LT, right? Because the data pretty much had like to be loaded on S3 and then like you would write like your Hmm. pipeline on uh Spark, execute it, and do whatever transformations you want to do there. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think this kind of evolution from ETL to ELT makes like it it, it had to happen. And the catalyst for that was, of course, like the separation between processing and storage that happens with data warehouses. And that's another thing that we are discussing in this episode with Karen. So yeah, like it's good to hear about more companies like that they have embraced and they have built like products on uh, IoT. Okay, so another question
0: for you, something that we touched on and we didn't actually use the term commoditization, but we talked about how sort of the infinite possible scale of the modern cloud data warehouse, lake house, whatever you want to call it, and in many ways, the commoditization of that has brought about innovation, new architectures, et cetera. What do you think the next, what, what do you think will be commoditized next? Which part of the data stack or which tooling do you think will be commoditized next?
1: Hmm, that's that's an interesting question. I would say yield. Like I would say that's, Data pipelines in general will become like some kind of like commodity, and there is like a good reason for that. It's like something that needs to be commoditized so we can embrace like the next wave of innovation. Like keep in mind that that's that's the value of commoditizing something. It gives you it makes something so much available that like people can go back there and like innovate on top of that without having to sure. work, right? <clears throat> So that's why we see with technology, like this recurrent theme of like, oh, like now computing became like a commodity. Now, like, I don't know, like human interactions became a commodity, like all these things. And after having processing and storage being commoditized, I think that when we get also the data movement commoditized, we will be ready like to start like focusing on the next wave of uh, innovation uh, when it comes like to data. And so let's see also what's going to happen with visualization, to be honest, because we have one cycle that has closed like a couple of years ago with like the acquisition of Looker and like all these companies and the acquisition of Tableau. But I think we are about to enter like a new cycle in this uh, market. And I think that we are going to see more and more like interesting companies and products in this yeah. space.
0: I agree. I used to joke around. I was did a lot of work in a company with the CTO and I was in marketing and we were trying to connect the stack and you know ran into all the problems there. And we sort of did a thought experiment one time that was basically sort of every business has somewhat unique logic, but business models tend to fall into a couple high-level categories. And we thought, would it be? Wouldn't it be so cool if you basically had a Terraform script that sort of was eighty percent of your starting point for like pipelines and tooling, <laughs> that you could just run? And it's like, hey, here's like your basic subscription B two B SaaS sort of architecture, and then you can, you know, mod, you know, go from there. And so that sort of commoditization is interesting because if you just assume all of that and abstract it away from thinking about your business, like it really opens up a lot of headspace to do interesting interesting things or think about interesting things
1: yeah yeah 100% i think the next one to 2 years like they're going to be like super super interesting in terms of new products and new even like new categories so yeah it's going to be i mean i feel lucky that i'm in this space like at this point of time yeah so, yeah Cool,
0: and also there's a there's a nice hot take on CDC in the episode, so keep your <laughs> keep your ears out for that, and join us in the next episode when we talk to the head of product from Attilian, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Data Stack Show.